Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast here at Union Grove Lumber Studios. To know more about the Shed Geek Podcast, visit us at shedgeek.com. And for all your lumber needs, call one of the team members at 704-539-5506 or visit us online at uniongrovelumber.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. And um, I have uh, Sarah with me today. Sarah, do you just care to maybe introduce yourself and just a little bio about what you do? Yeah, so I'm Sarah Noel Block. You can find me everywhere at that. And I am the founder of Tiny Marketing. I work with small teams and small businesses to help them create marketing that works for them. Even the tiniest department with the tiniest of resources can do the marketing that the big guys can. I personally focus on content marketing because I think that an education of first approach makes it's the most genuine it's the it's how you build real relationships and trust with your customers so that's how i do it but um yeah thank you for having me uh well thank you i I appreciate it i've already through our conversations learned uh so much from you you do podcasting yourself i do the tiny marketing show yeah that's so that's very cool uh exciting to get to talk to other uh podcasters Um, I actually just got asked to be on, uh, a podcast for the first time. Um, it's it's fun. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this out. And, uh, here in a few weeks, I'm, I'm driving up to Iowa to, to do something, uh, in person there. And I don't know. I just think it's going to be cool. I, it was really odd. I'm 80 shows plus in interviewing people and I'm so comfortable with that. And when they asked me to, to be on their show and like tell my story, I was like, uh, I got as nervous as the people that I ask. So yeah, yeah, it was very, it was very different. Um, so that took me just a little bit. Well, um, a good way to get your podcast out there to a new audience too, borrowing someone sure. else's audience. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I am looking forward to it and uh, yeah, we'll just see how that goes. Um, so tiny marketing. I love the idea. First of all, I mean, really just the name. The website itself is very cool, and there's so many cool things to talk about on that. Um, one of the things that you notice right off the bat is it says inbound marketing expert. Tell me a little bit about like inbound marketing versus outbound marketing, and what we would, uh, how we would identify the difference, maybe in the construction yeah. industry. In yeah, it's in the construction industry, you're doing a lot of outbound, so they probably aren't even aware that inbound is a thing. But inbound is attracting, attracting customers to your service and offering. And within the assets that you're creating for your inbound marketing, which is mainly content marketing, email, social media, um, within that, you're educating and you're building your no like trust factor. So people start to build a relationship with you kind of at scale, they start to understand who you are and see your personality and what's unique about you, the value you can provide and how you can solve that problem. And it kind of sells for you. My entire business is built on inbound marketing. I don't do any outbound and it's never been an issue. There's always an influx of discovery calls and leads coming in because 
I have built up this content engine that sells for me. That's great. Um, yeah, we, we definitely are constantly trying to reach the customer um, as opposed to bringing the customer to you a little bit. Um, we, we said a little bit off air before we got started here. I was just mentioning, you know, sales is something I'm passionate about, but not necessarily good at it. Uh, but relationship <laughs> building that, that yeah. I enjoy having a conversation with someone. My wife's always like, you just talk to anybody, don't you? And I'm like, well, I just find people interesting, I guess. Yeah. You want to hear their story? Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, knowing kind of what led you to to get to where you are. I mean, most people in, in most professions are in didn't actually follow their childhood dreams. So, you know, you ask yourself, how did you get here at this point in life? What kind of led to it? The story behind how you got there is oftentimes way more interesting. You know, truth, truth is stranger than fiction. And uh, yeah. if you had told me I'd be sitting here on camera wearing a bow tie and some suspenders talking about sheds, <laughs> would have never saw it. Coming. Yet you are. Yet I am. Here I am. So, um, no, I think uh, I think that's that's important. Building a relationship and building sales off the relationship. Um, I was looking at some marketing trends and I'm far from what I would identify as a, as a, a person who specializes in marketing, but you market yourself every day, right? Um, right. Every time you open your mouth, you're marketing yourself. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I was looking at some of the trends. Tell me a little bit about how content and copywriting uh, sort of play into inbound marketing. This is sort of a specialty of yours and give me the A to Z on, on content. Yeah. Here is an exercise for you to try. Open your Google Chrome browser. In the top right-hand corner, click on the three little dots, also known as the ellipses. Click on the third option titled New Incognito Window. In the search bar, type the words Sheds for Sale in Lexington or insert a city name where you live. After the paid listings, you begin to see the organically indexed websites that customers will also see. You will find ShedHub.com as a first page listing on a majority of searches in the U.S. All you need to do now is sign up and list your sheds for customers to shop for. Sell more sheds with ShedHub.com. It's it's the lifeblood. Um, so I always recommend that people start off with a core piece of content. What's like the one thing that you can commit to doing once a month and start from that. So for you, let's say right now we're having a video interview. It, that's what it is. That's your core thing. And let's say it's just me that you're going to be interviewing this month. But that doesn't mean that you're only producing one piece of content. You can repurpose this in a thousand different ways. So you can take this video and slice it up for social media, for Instagram or TikTok. You can take the audio, turn it into a podcast. You can take the content we've talked about and turn it into a blog. You can take a series of your interviews that you've done over time and turn it into a book. And there's just so much that you can get from your content marketing. But the reason that you want to be doing it is that you want to show people, show your customer that you can be their trusted advisor. Yeah. You are showing up every day, showing your personality because you really want to attract and repel the people in your life. If they're a wrong customer for you, 
they're probably going to like get to know you and be like, no, not for me and back away. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You will still have those people that you have appealed to mm-hmm. and they're drawn to you and they can see that through the content you've created, your personality showing and just showing up, educating them, understanding their problems and listening to them mm-hmm. and solving them. And then just make it super clear as far as the copywriting aspect of what you're talking about, your questions, make it really clear what you do, what problem you solve and how people can buy from you. That's the biggest issue I've seen with small businesses is that it's not always clear what it is exactly that you do and how I can give you money in exchange for you doing it. So Mm -hmm. make sure your copywriting is as clear as possible on your website. I like to use the story brand format, which is the clearest I've seen. Um, It's by Donald Miller, actually. This is his other book, but I have it uh, open right next to me right now. What was it? Marketing Made Simple? This one was Marketing Made Simple, yeah. Um, Oh, here. Building a Story Brand. I also have that one up. Okay. Uh, Expand on on, like story brand a little bit, kind of what that is for, for those that don't know. Yeah, so story brand, building a story brand is by Donald Miller. And the concept is taking the fiction arc of a typical story, which is hero, mentor, they have a challenge, they go through a series of events to solve that challenge, and then they come out in the end victorious. So it's the concept of taking that story framework for your customer. Your customer is the hero. You are the guide. You're the one teaching them how to get through each of those challenges that they're going through and bring them through to the other side as the victorious hero. That's great. Yeah. It's an easy way to clearly communicate what you do. And there's like a simple website format for it. No, that's great. Uh, Definitely recommend everybody to check those out. Probably a couple books that's going on audible soon for me or, uh, I'll be it's uh, definitely on Audible. Yeah, I'll be ordering them soon, one way or the other. I've got so many I'm behind on already that I'm trying to catch up on. Um, in your personal life, uh, what I love about your website says you're an indie folk fan. So yeah, <laughs> I was looking up. I was looking up. I, I was like, how much indie do I know? And I think for me, the only name that really came to to mind was like Mumford and Sons. Maybe yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah. I like them. Like that was one that came, but. I started I started listening to like some other indie music now because of uh, going and checking out. Yeah, you're like, huh, I wonder what she listens to. I literally wake up, turn on Spotify, and yeah. don't turn it off until I go to bed. I listen to music all day. So when I put that on my website, it is 100% true that all I do is listen to music. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what the cost is to build the sheds you're quoting or selling? Are you tired of pricing your sheds off the competition's prices? Does it sound like a lot of work to gather all that information? If you answered yes to any of these questions, it's time to do a demo with My Shed Solutions. At My Shed Solutions, simply navigate these tasks from the admin panel. My Shed Materials allows you to know the cost of your shed down to the nail. Simply input the information into the Enterprise Resource System and MyShed Materials will calculate your materials with a first-in, first-out pattern to allow for accurate calculations. 
with an automated procurement feature that makes sure you have the materials you need when you need them, My Shed Materials will even email your supplier when your inventory gets below the reserve you establish. Do you have multiple manufacturing locations? No problem. My Shed Materials will allow you to keep track of material usage across multiple facilities, helping eliminate discrepancies, track material usage, and pricing over time. If you're a small business and want the functionality of a premium program with the tools to grow at an affordable price, visit myshed.io today and request a demo. The reason that's in engaging, though, is uh, it's kind of, it, I mean, it's marketing yourself even on your website by explaining to people, this is who I am. Uh, yeah. You know, this, and they, they start to, a lot of people don't realize how much they would gravitate towards someone who has like-mindedness to them because there was, there was so much legalism for, for years. And I, I use that term kind of tongue in cheek, but I mean, uh, there's so much perfection that we're trying to seek. Yeah. That, like, like the realness gets lost. Yes. That was a huge problem for a long time. I think people are start finally starting to feel more comfortable being themselves in their marketing. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, so there was a, uh, let's see on so a point that you made on uh, the podcasting. That's sort of how I got started. Whenever you talk about like inbound marketing, traveling around the country, seeing just so many different lots and talking mm-hmm. to folks who said, Hey, I want to know a little bit more about what resources exist. Uh, we were having all these conversations and you were talking about repurposing. I'm having all these conversations and I think the comment was made at one point, this should be recorded. Like all these conversations. Yeah, that's you can, brilliant. <laughs> you can just put that that out because other people are talking about the same thing we're talking about. And then people begin to find interest in hearing other people's stories and learning more. I think the fact, too, that you do it so authentically and in the moment mm-hmm. you're in person a lot of the time. Yeah. I think that is really appealing to them, too, because... It feels real. It feels like you're an actual human and you're relatable. Well, and it's a first, it's a first uh, line, uh, you know, moment of communication Um, Mm -hmm. because you start to pick up on other areas such as uh, body language and, and just, I don't know, there's just a whole lot that you can gather. I feel like uh, from in person. And I think the salesperson sees that a lot. There's a lot of sales, um, professionals that would listen to this podcast that specifically sell sheds and, and backyard structures. Um, and we're seeing like this huge influx in e-commerce uh, that's hitting an industry that's fairly conservative and uh, slow to adapt to okay. some, some of those things because of our conservative nature. What advice do you have like um, from, from a marketing perspective on how that affects a long-term play for your business, uh, whether you adapt into new ideas or you uh, sort of start to uh, become irrelevant uh, otherwise, right? Yeah, I feel like the pandemic taught us a lot about that because (laughs) those, I mean, my business, I was doing this on the side for 10 years before I took it full-time, but I Mm -hmm. took it full-time in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And... I had zero issues getting clients because nobody was, there were so many companies that needed to get digital quickly, get Mm -hmm. online quickly and convert the 
in-person events that they were doing and the more maybe I'll call it analog versions of marketing Mm -hmm. and they had to make that digital. So you already experienced, if you were in that place, you already experienced how much it can hurt to not start adapting to today's marketing. And you have an opportunity too, because you're in an industry that isn't quick to adapt to the latest trends. So if you do it first, when everyone else catches up, because they will, I work with this industry, construction, building materials a lot. Eventually they do catch up. (laughs) You'll be the first though, and your audience will already be built and you'll be on top of it, doing it better than anyone else. So it helps a lot to stay on top of those trends. Hello, everyone. This is the Shed Geek to answer some frequently asked questions about backyard finance, the latest in financial innovation to reach the shed industry. First, how do you sign up? Simply visit backyardfinance.com and click get started now and create an account. What rates are available? APR is determined by a multitude of factors. Credit score, debt to income, and requested financing amount are a few examples. Customers can see rates as low as 3.99% and as high as 29.99%. What terms are available? The duration of the loan is determined by the lender and depends on the financing requested. Customers can see terms as short as 2 years or as long as 15 years. When is funding received? Funds direct to customers can be wired or ACH to the customer within 12 to 48 hours. Once submitting the application to receive direct-to-merchant lending, approved customer applications will also be paid within 12 to 48 hours. What's the cost to use the platform? Each admin account pays a $99 fee per month. However, each admin account can have up to 1,000 users on the account. Using the platform is free to your customers. How long will the application take? Completing the application takes just a few minutes, and application approvals take just 15 to 45 seconds. To know more, Call 833-692-2286 or email info at backyardfinance.com. Backyard Finance, funding backyard dreams. Yeah, what are you seeing for like 2023? I was really looking up some like different thoughts for marketing trends and things to experience and that we're going to see in 2023. Marketing, to me, um, just like the term marketing is is like science like it's constantly evolving and changing right you know what i mean like trying trying to tack down well what does what does marketing mean uh it means something totally different from one generation to the next uh do you feel like we're sort of at a a threshold of like change of what we're seeing with marketing like you said what the way the pandemic ushered in so many different uh mindsets uh of how we're going to sell and how customers decided to buy versus, you know, yeah. how we decide to sell. What, what do you think is like the, the, the coming of the obvious things uh, in marketing? Yeah. Customers were forced to adapt if they were the type of person who preferred um, like a physical exchange for their selling. Then they were forced to adapt during that two years. So they've adapted to this. So you need to adapt to And I would say that people still really love the personal touch within their marketing and one-to-one connection. So that's going to be huge in marketing in 2023. I've been talking to a lot of tech companies lately that are about one-to-one communication, but digitally. So like the audio groups that have been coming up lately, um, 
Clubhouse like instantly failed, but every other social media platform adapted that audio because it was huge. And then it just fell when everyone else took it. <laughs> like Twitter spaces and LinkedIn audio is now a thing. So you can have these live conversations with people, even though it's digital, even though you're across the world from each other. And no. then tools like Bonjoro or um, Story Prompt, they allow you to have asynchronous video conversations with your customers. So it's a personal conversation with someone. You're talking to that one person, but they can watch it when they have time and they can respond via video when they have time. So you're able to have that relationship building and that comfort level while moving it to a digital, a, a new digital plane. No, I think it's, I think it's great. Excuse me. Um, I, I think just talking about video in general, um, I just saw where one of our uh, buddies here in the industry, Gerald Rhodes, uh, he's been a, a guest on the show with mid America structures in Nebraska. Uh, he actually just created a, a YouTube channel, you know, for his location. Nice. Uh, I know there's some others that are doing this, but I mean, he's, you know, obviously taking the time to, to uh, pay for it and bring a professional videographer out there. Uh, I had like an old car that he was, you know, pulling up into the, into the garage, the portable garage and explaining, you know, the 12 inch on center flooring and how the three quarter inch, you know, uh, spacing or the uh, flooring would hold that, but the spacing of the studs and kind of not just, you know, that's not reaching the industry. He's really trying to reach his customer, but he was getting feedback from the industry on the sales page uh, that we host. And um, yeah, I, what's the, for you, I mean, with like the emergence of TikTok and, and uh, TikTok really focusing on shorts, you know, versus uh, uh, more of a, a story. Long form. Yeah, yeah, long form video. What are you seeing from marketing? Like how does video, uh, one of my favorite, uh, one, one of my buddies, one of my favorite sayings I ever heard him say was, uh, he said, you know, if Jesus was alive today, he'd be using video. <laughs> yeah, he'd reach a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> was pretty good um so like what what do you feel like is the is the answer for video uh content if you're trying to sell something that someone really wants to uh touch and feel before they purchase because they're not sure on an e-commerce a lot of times it just drives them to the site yeah think about it like a tv series it is standalone episodes each like all right we're talking about the office right now each episode is its own standalone office episode. But then over the course of the season, there's an overall arc that's happening. Think of your content in that way, where you do have these short form videos, but they add up to the bigger arc of what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, make sure each one of those videos has a call to action at the end, has a hook at the beginning, and that you're sticking within your content themes. Even on TikTok with shorts, it's very short form videos, but the creators are all sticking within their niche. Are They have their own content themes that they stay within. So if you really pay attention, they do have an overarching story that they're telling. Yeah. It's just in little clips. Yeah. And you can, you can really gain followers so much quicker on TikTok, right? I've, yeah, because it's so new. It's right. way easier. <laughs> 
yeah, I've, I've talked to so many people who just keep saying you have to do that. And uh, I'm, I'm conservative myself, so I'm probably a bit of a slow responder on a lot of that. But there there's rumors that they're adding podcasts to TikTok, too. OK, oh, there you go. There you go. See, now now I'm hooked. Yeah. Um, what do you think is uh, from a marketing perspective? Uh, look again, looking up some of the, the marketing trends and it's talking about what drives people away, you know, in um, bad employee attitude um, rank number one. Uh, what I thought was interesting on the top three bad employee uh, attitude, unfriendly service and an untrusted company all ranked uh, well above 40 some odd percent of yeah. what people are focusing on with a company. Uh, do you like what is what does that do to do you think we're just a, a meaner people? <laughs> are, are we getting worse? Is that what's happening? <laughs> it certainly feels like that sometimes. But I think that it comes down to well, untrusting company is would be people like greenwashing is a huge thing right now. They talk about how green they are, but they aren't really doing anything to serve the environment. Um, and then the unfriendly customers or customer service or unfriendly um, company that has more to do with like the overall internal culture. And I do think people are a little bit more irritable with like the, are we remote? Are we hybrid? Are we in person? Right. And the pandemic, we're talking a lot about the pandemic considering it's like way over, <laughs> but it's because we're taught, I'm only bringing it up because we're talking about a before and then an after of digital age. So yeah, a lot of people had this space to be able to think about what they really want and what they want from a, a company culture. And they might not have find, found that. And so they're not as happy at work. Hello, this is Matthew Black from Lebanon, Tennessee. Wait, you're not Matt Black. But honestly, if I was, how cool would that be? That dude's awesome. He's got that big old beard and all those cool cars. And he's got a pretty cool shed business, too. Those guys are doing an awesome job, I tell you. Yeah, he's looking to expand in northwest Tennessee and west Kentucky and surrounding areas. So if you're a shed builder or a professional shed seller around Nashville or the surrounding area, and you're looking to grow with an established manufacturer, contact Matthew Black by emailing Matthew Black at blacksbuildings.com. Say what? You know, what's interesting is at the bottom of that list is like not using celebrity endorsements. Uh, so influencers, you know, really aren't really affecting as much as maybe uh, what they say, according to this, you know, not not a global company or not automated um it, it was kind of interesting uh, not just automated really, would be annoying like yeah. <laughs> the more automated that something is the better for me sure and um yeah i think that micro influencers have a much bigger impact yeah. than celebrities um people that are well known within your specific niche and they're well known for solving one specific problem that you also solve but in a different way I think that's a better direction than to go than some celebrity who has zero like information, recollection, nothing right. having to do with the, the yeah. problem you solve. 
Yeah, it's it's the influencing thing is is very interesting to me. I mean, obviously, it's worked very good for uh, somebody like Michael Jordan, you know, with uh, what he's done with the, the the Jordan brand, you know, and he's such a uh, an admired person in basketball history. Uh, but that's not the case for most people, right? I mean, that just that that doesn't usually happen. Think about you. You host a podcast specifically about sheds. You yeah. are likely an influencer in the shed community. Yeah, it's it's been interesting uh, to get the calls occasionally of someone asking my opinion from almost a consultative perspective. Uh, and uh, for me, it's very important uh, to provide results. You know, so if I say, well, I'm going to give you a recommendation or a suggestion or something, um, I always find that to be a lot of pressure on me. Um, yeah, if it goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm not too quick to identify as an expert in something. I feel like it uh, it really it really whitewashes your your advice. If you just kind of say no matter what the answer is, I've got the answer. No matter what the question is, I have the answer. I agree so with you there. It's quick, I, I'm quicker to say, hold on. Actually, somebody comes to mind that I think would, uh, would be able to yeah. help more in this situation. Let me get you to them. Um, no one person is an expert at everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I, it's really encouraging whenever somebody does call and ask that or, or give just kind of a compliment, you know, to the show. So that that that's cool. It means a lot to me. And uh, 80 shows in, man, and I just want to keep going. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm ramping up for next year and I love it. Your Thank website. You. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, I think probably between I think I'm coming up close on between YouTube um, and my um, landline that I use for the Amish community. Um, and then also the Buzzsprout, the hosting site. Uh, probably oh, I'm on Buzzsprout too. Are you? Okay. Buzzsprout yeah, yeah, that's right. High five. <laughs> <laughs> We're, uh, I, I love it. I think I'm getting close to like 50,000 uh, total listens so far. That's awesome. So to take that outside of the industry, it's, it's just not really, most people aren't going to care about the specific details of software or hardware, you know, inside of the industry, but we, we are a small industry when it all boils down to it. And we all learn from each other and glean from each other. The story, the uh, tagline for the show has always been education through entertainment, but also a rising tide lifts all boats from one of our early, um, early guests. And really, you know, that's just rather than taking a bigger piece of the market share, we're trying to create a bigger market, I think is what the goal has been. Yeah, uh, most people don't know they can get a shed delivered to their backyard. No, you know, still they still don't know that. So the fact that that's even a possibility, um, and there's it's funny the things that put us on the uh, on Front Street, like uh, Cheryl She Shed or something like that. You know, it's always like that's that's the explanation of the shed industry for a lot of people. Yeah, I listened to the I brought up the office earlier, but I listened to the office ladies podcast and the woman who played Angela in the office. She has a she shed. That's where she records her episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. What's funny is uh, just to hit on the pandemic one more time. We, we actually were one of the industries that really thrived during that time uh, because so yeah. many they're staying at home and they're getting home offices and putting gyms in their backyard and their, in their shed and she sheds and man caves and everything else. But it also kind of represents uh, twofold. It represents both sides of the industry because for those going minimalistic uh, 
and looking for tiny homes, you can build storage for excess or you can build tiny homes for minimalism. Yeah. So it kind of works in both ways. So we just got a cool market. Um, your website, like there's a lot of things that you do that I really think our audience would appreciate from, I mean, just blogging, your marketing strategy. I mean, they can call and do a discovery call with, with you, of course, but you even have a tiny marketing show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, newsletters, uh, eBooks, tell me a little bit about how like your average shed manufacturer or your average uh, shed dealer could benefit from, from some of those things. Yeah. Well, specifically around like the lead generators, like an ebook or a guide that someone can download, that would be an easy way for you to be able to generate online leads through, um, through educating through the, what frequently asked questions are you getting on calls or in person and put together a little book. It won't take a lot of time and it doesn't have to be long that people can download and then you can start nurturing them on email afterwards. So that's a great route to go. And then from that ebook, you know, I love repurposing. Um, you can break that down into a bunch of different blog posts or turn them into podcasts or videos, whatever you want to be able to get in front of that audience of yours as much as possible. And then there's so many PR opportunities when you see something about a she shed or an outdoor home office or what. Oh, Anne Hanley, actually, she uses a a shed as her office in her backyard. So there's a ton of people who have a good following that are using sheds in different ways that could be connected to your content. No, I love it. I think it's great. Every time I hear that somebody's using a shed for their office, uh, that's actually where I started the podcast. So uh, it's, it's just very cool. I don't know. I've actually got a, a, a shed at my new home that I intend to, turn into the office at some point and be your um, pod cave. Yeah. Yeah. My pod cave. I like it. Yeah. That's what you have it. It's all yours <laughs> to go with that. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing for me is um, we have a fragmented uh, industry in some ways, um, but we have some very cool people who do some internalized marketing inside of uh inside of the industry and it, it, it creates sort of a fishbowl effect at times now it's not saying that they don't do a great job i mean there are some really really great marketing companies that kind of specialize inside the industry we've had them on the show very cool people um why is it good to get a, a good outside perspective of marketing um and not just an inside perspective yeah because People outside of the industry, like look at the tech industry, they're always ahead on marketing, doing things before anyone else. If you start looking at those SaaS companies and what kind of marketing they're doing, Mm -hmm. you are going to be so far ahead of what the other shed manufacturers are going to be doing. And eventually it will trickle down to your industry, but you'll be way ahead of it. Um, Email marketing really comes to mind. I'm curious your thoughts on email marketing. It's something that's worked really good for me. Uh, A lot of people say it's dead, but. No, it's not dead. It's the highest (laughs) ROI. Yeah. It's literally consistently ranked as the heart, the highest ROI of all marketing. Your goal in any asset you create, Mm -hmm. any situation, any marketing or sales situation is to grab that email. 
so you can start nurturing them and build that relationship and eventually convert them to a customer. Email is far from bad. I, I completely agree. Um, whenever I heard that, I, I thought, wow, I, I don't know. I really feel like I get good response just from trying to reach uh, the audience. I mean, I encourage people now, just shameless plug, go to my website and sign up for the newsletter. It's free. You know, I mean, once a week, I'll try to put information out and just want to grow on that information. Uh, one of the things that somebody had recommended to me uh, just recently uh, was turning the podcast into into text, you know, um, so that you can go and I don't know if, if ebook would fit that uh, or how that would, you know, how you would see that. Yes, let's visualize it. Let's strategize okay. on that right now. Okay, so are you taking your podcast transcript? Is that what you'd be doing? Right, right. Uh, take it transcript, put it on the website, and then make it easy for folks to go back and find uh, specific portions of that podcast that they found particularly interesting. And instead of trying to constantly go to Spotify or, or Apple podcast or something, Oh yeah. A hundred times they can just go find the script. And uh, with smart writing now, like you can basically do that, right? With AI yeah, kind of, it's really not good. You okay. need a lot of editing with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish AI copywriting was better. It would make my job so much easier, but That's it's it. not there. It takes, Probably it takes me more time to edit what it turns out than to write original. But if you're not a writer, it's a great place to start. Just make sure you edit afterwards. I would definitely 100% recommend that you have a show notes page on your website. You have the transcript available and that you have with Buzzsprout, you can embed that audio clip right onto your web page. So have that as part of your show notes page and then make it really easy for people to follow you. So I like to use that link that they give you where you could go to absolutely any podcast platform that you might watch. Yeah. So I put that right underneath my audio clip so people can follow it wherever they listen to podcasts. So what are some programs that do that and, and how would that pertain to um, anybody who's doing video? Uh, that, that they could get like uh, a, a transcript of like what they're talking about and then repurpose that content. Yeah. So I use Descript for mine, but there is Scribby too. Like if you don't want a subscription, Descript does audio editing, video editing, transcribing, creates um, audiograms. It does everything. So if you don't That's need true. that much, yeah. you could use something like Scribby where it just charges you by the word to transcribe it for you. And it's super cheap, like dollars. Gotcha. <laughs> and you can put yeah. it on your website. Um, now, as far as tools, are you talking about like what websites would it work for? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, so a lot of folks are going to have a website uh, who are listening to this and they're going to say, well, maybe we get into doing video or add video. How do I repurpose that video and turn that? that video script into an audio script and repurpose that through social media branding, maybe. Yeah. If you're just talking that, then I would definitely use something like Scrubby if you don't need a video editor. And um, you can take that, take that script and just have a freelancer turn it into a blog post too. Because, you know, 
when you're reading a transcript, it's just this person said this, this person said that. Yeah. It's you're scanning for something in particular. Yeah. But converting that transcription into a blog post would be really helpful too. So touch on like blog post on your website. How what's the value that that offers in like SEO? Yeah, SEO it's huge. If you're doing the transcription, it will me it will have somewhat of a it will definitely have a positive effect on your SEO. It just won't be as much because a blog is formatted in a way that Google will give it a little more boost than a transcription because you can format it so it ends up in the SERP, you know, the little beginning part on Google where you can answer the question, like where the answer is right there. Yeah. Um, You can format it in a way that'll be able to do that. Google likes blog posts better than, than transcriptions. And they like long form blog posts better than regular size blog posts. What, uh, like, is there a word count that comes to mind or like? Yeah. When I'm looking to rank quickly, I aim for 2,500 to 3,000 words. So I would consider it more of like a pillar page where I have a ton of information in that one. And I'll have a, um, a table of contents. So you could just click to the sections that you want. And then from there, you could take each of those sections and turn those into shorter blog posts and link between them. And you get as much backlink juice from interlinking on your website as you do from getting backlinks from an external site. So do that as much as possible. Very nice. Where does where does SEO play like a role um, in your in your mind as a marketer, Uh, even for for marketing for small companies? Uh, it's huge. It's my biggest driver to my website. <laughs> um, and when I work in content marketing, so always like first thing on my mind is, does this drive value and answer questions for my customer? That's the first thing I think of when I'm creating. But as I'm developing it and formatting it, I'm like, all right, how can I make this rank super fast? Mm-hmm. So I use a tool called, uh, what is it called? Dash word, dash word okay. to optimize my blog post. So as I'm writing, it'll give me suggestions to make the SEO a little bit better. And then the formatting, there's a lot of formatting things that you can do within your post to be able to rank higher, like having a list at the beginning and um, that's like really scannable. That'll make it more likely that you end up in that SERP, that answering a question section. And then interlinking is huge. So the main reason this is important, I mean, you're trying to get eyeballs on your website. Yeah, you want as many eyeballs as possible. Right. So yeah, distribution is always part of the entire content marketing strategy. And part of that distribution would be SEO. Most people go to Google first when they're looking for an answer. Sure, absolutely. Number one search engine, um, YouTube, number two search engine, right? So I mean, like, yeah, and YouTube, own, uh, Google owns YouTube, right? So it's it's so important to you know that's that shows the importance of video. Yeah, and TikTok is now your individual videos are being ranked in Google too. Okay, all right, yeah, that's all. See, it's also interesting to me. Uh, Mark, I'm not necessarily a marketing geek, right? I'm a shed geek, but 
by default, uh, anybody who wants to improve on their craft and learn more uh, and, and try to help others in the industry, um, you, you, you've got to learn for yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why all this stuff is interesting to me. It doesn't come first nature. It's somewhere around fifth or sixth nature maybe, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm getting it figured out. I, I think I'm, I'm getting there. So um, no, I, I love it. Uh, tell the, the audience your thoughts on, uh, on social media algorithms. Uh, what are the things that we can do to improve? I mean, what are areas that um, if someone even wanted to reach out to you and ask that to do a discovery call, what, what are some topics that are, going to hit really hard in 2023? Well, as far as those sound like two different questions, I'm going to answer your first question first. Social media algorithms. I think that connecting with other people, like having actual conversations really boosts how well you're seen in the algorithms. So make sure that you're commenting on other people's posts and you're, you're putting other people first and Every social media algorithm that I'm aware of will put your posts higher when you're interacting with other people's posts, your reward. So do that. And one of the tricks that I've learned along the way is um, right around when you're posting, make sure that you comment on a few different people's posts, like right around that moment that you're posting, and that'll boost it too. Okay. And then as far as like how people can work with me, is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. If they want to find out more, like if they want to do a discovery call or they just want to find out, um, um, yeah, how you can help them from a marketing perspective. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me everywhere at Sarah Noel Block. And um, that's my website. That's me on all of social media. And if you're looking for my content, it's the Tiny Marketing Show. It's on YouTube and all podcast stations. And, um, yeah, that's how you can work with me. I, I work with people who either want to learn marketing or they need content production done for them. So those are the two buckets that my customers fall in. I gotcha. Uh, who are like, do you have, uh, some companies you're in the Chicago area? I am in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I work specifically with B2Bs. Okay. Very good. No, that's, uh, terribly important because you uh, you're you're trying to that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get that business to understand how they can ultimately serve their customer. Yeah, um, I, show up and educate. Be a teacher. I was about to say you did say that you are an educator at heart. Like that's definitely on your website. So that seems to be something that really shines through on your personality. And and uh, I think that's what that's what people become attracted to whenever they think about using a service. Hey, you know, what do you, what do you, you know, what do you stand for? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And what's important is you know more by the end of our conversation. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I talk to people. I guess it was an accidental marketing strategy to be something (laughs) that I truly happen to enjoy doing and um, learn so much through this whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, always learning, always learning. Uh, I think there's a great, great value in that. Apostle Paul talks about always educating and learning. So I try to learn a little bit more as I go. And um, it's always been important, terribly important to me. So I listen, I appreciate you uh, being willing to sit down with me and, and and talk about these things. I think it's really good to get an outside perspective too, um, from a marketing 
agency that that and I, and I just love the name Tiny Marketing. I really think mm -hmm. that represents, uh, especially a, a, a portion of our industry, a large portion of it. Uh, we have a lot of mom and pops. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people are really, uh, that's the backbone, right, of America is really having those small mom and pops. And, and, and a lot of times they don't have the resources available that these big guys have because they just yeah. don't have an endless supply of, of income or, and uh, that's what they need. They, they need that education. Yeah, I want to be there for for those people, the people that no one else is paying attention to because they don't have the resources or a huge marketing budget. But I've been you. I've been in your place. I was a one-person marketing department for seven companies. And I know how it feels to feel alone. And I don't want you to feel alone. I want to be there for you. I think that shines through in your personality. Your website is awesome. Thank um, you. And your attitude is just uh, really cool. Uh, uh, I really like the the indie side of everything. You're going to have me uh, checking out indie music. Um, Ask for Rex. I'll give, I have plenty. <laughs> all, all, all weekend. So uh, certainly appreciate that you would take the time to uh, to come on the Shed Geek podcast. I really hope that people find value in that and give you a call and, and do some discovery calls with you to find out more about uh, how you can help their business. Thanks. Um, it was great being here. All right. Well, thank you so much. Welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. This is Mo Lunsford of Union Grove Lumber. We would like to welcome you to the Union Grove Lumber Studios. Hey, we're this year's studio sponsor. And this is your host, Shannon Latham. Here at the Shed Geek Podcast, we give you education you can use and entertainment you need.